Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine environment news as they always do every Sunday from eleven thirty till noon. Make sure you catch their podcasts or their show live or on demand. 3CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the original inhabitants. We pay respects to elders past and present. And we also acknowledge our LGBTIQ original inhabitants, including sister girls and brother boys, for their unique contributions on and around the land. And welcome to listeners of all genders, including but not limited to ladies and gentlemen. I'm Sally Goldner. I'm your host for the next hour. And I'm not. I'm not alone. Gosh, I, I didn't. Even, I, you'd think I'd have planned that line all all, all morning. No, I didn't. Um, from the handling handle with care album, the Travelling Wilburys great album from the mid eighties. Um, Roy Orbison, the late great vocalist, Roy on lead vocals. You're not alone anymore. Well, I played that. I had it in my mind that um, if you are a bit troubled by um, the election, U.S. election result during the week. Um, please talk to someone, don't be alone. But I'm not alone either today because I'm joined in the studio by a gooist. Um, please welcome to 3CR. Round of applause for Michelle Brooker. Michelle, welcome. Hi, thanks, Sally. Thanks for the lovely welcome. And you've got a great introduction to your radio show, don't you? Acknowledging peoples whose identities are so linked to the land and who've you know lost those identities because they've lost their land. It's, it's, I feel a lot of sympathy for, for that kind of situation myself well very true um you know you know two on two counts i mean first of all very true we acknowledge the diversity of our land um and and our country as it is and acknowledge um what happened 200 and nearly 30 years ago um and we share you know various struggles um in terms of all the shows on 3cr and all the peoples we represent but it's fair to say that trans people can have a sense of disconnection as well. So um, on many levels, and one of the reasons you're in today, we're going to hear the, hear the Michelle story. Um, <laughs> in the words of a television show, this will be your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just trying to scare me, listeners. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing of the sort. But we are in for a very important reason because we're coming up to what is I think, you know, is still probably the most well-known and very well-noted day of the Trans and Gender Diverse Year, which started in 1998, Trans Remembrance Day. Um, really important that we acknowledge it. The exact exact day is next Sunday. Um, and you're here to talk a little about that as well. Yes, it's a it's a, an interesting topic. It's, it's a day about which you have... I have mixed emotions because mm. it... Um, 
it commemorates a whole series. And I keep wanting to say celebrate, and I have to go, no, Michelle, it's it's very sad, it's very serious, and, mm. and commemorates um, all the transgender people that have been murdered um, or killed because of um, hate crimes around their gender. And there have been quite a large number, the... Um, the international group that, that keeps watch on these mm. things um, acknowledges that there have been over 300 this year, which is quite quite a, an extraordinarily depressing number when you mm. think about it. Um, and they also note that because of their method of monitoring it, it's, the number is in fact probably greater, uh, that they can't get to every, every single one. Um, I think that this this always gives me cause to reflect on how glad I, I am to live in Australia and, and more particularly in Melbourne, which is a wonderful accepting city for trans and gender diverse people. We are, you know, relative... I think you raised two um, very good points that, um, you know, we are here in Melbourne, um, one of the better places um, to, to be, um, although we've had a couple of incidents in the last week, which we know of all that or not 10 days or so that have not been so great um but you totally raise a good point i mean there's 210 plus last count time i looked countries in the world and we can't get people on the ground to monitor and all that sorts of thing and yeah the initial um blurb that came out from the um trans monitoring um, project put out by transgender europe says exactly that that um in terms of the We'll say absolute numbers, um, and um, Brazil nine hundred murders, Mexico two seventy one, um, all that sort of thing. But um, when you do the relative per million population, um, Belle Isle is six point oh two, which is not great in, in on the African continent, uh, and the US. While well, we do understandably hear a lot and acknowledge, particularly the. Um, disproportionate nature of people of color, trans people of color, trans women of color even, their per million rate is 0.48. So there's those issues as well. But of course, we can't get to everywhere. This is the issue. So yeah, we don't know. And I also say that touch wood, fingers crossed, to my knowledge, we have not had a trans hate crime in Australia for six, oh, seven or so years, to my knowledge. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. I, I think even one is one too many, of course. course. Mm. But, but um, yeah, it's 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 relatively uh, calm and peaceful place in Australia. But that doesn't mean we don't have to be vigilant, as you as you quite rightly mentioned. Yeah. Members of our community have been have been attacked and suffered hate crimes just in the last month, and it's it's something that one always has to watch out for. But going back to Transgender Day of Remembrance, mm. you know, I think that. It is, while we should be, well, it is a solemn uh, occasion and something to um, <clears throat> give us pause to thought and 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 so on. It's a, it should be also a day where we draw our community together, our mm. allies together, and our families and friends and work colleagues to to realise that you know we're we're just that we're we're part of their family, we're part of their community, we're part of their workplace, we're we're part of society and that that hate crimes against us are just um, reprehensible and horrible and shouldn't be contemplated. Um, the other thing is in drawing the community together, you know, I've been very keen to see more of that sort of thing happen. Yeah. And I, 
as a consequence, I joined Transgender Victoria this year as a, and have become a committee member, and I'm enjoying it immensely under Sally and Brenda's leadership. It's a fantastic organisation. Well, thank you. Um, and, yeah, well, good to have you on board um, to Claire's interest as another <laughs> committee member of TGV. But I think you're quite right. I think connection and community are really important, and particularly at this time of year every year. But, I, you know, the thing is we're putting a caveat on you know, Melbourne being a reasonable city because we know it's been a tough year with all the things that have gone on, the plebiscite, safe schools, those sorts of things has made it tough this year. So, And now, well, you know, look, let's face it, people, like many trans people and many compassionate, empathic people who value diversity generally are concerned about Trump. So I think connection really helps on this day. And, you know, I think, and you've touched on that, that we need to connect. Mm. Yeah, and I think that, Moreover, one of the things that I, one of the drivers for me wanting to volunteer and help mm. Transgender Victoria, and it is a volunteer organisation, you have to remember that. And a lot of people think that it gets government funding or some sort of subsidies, and it doesn't. It really operates on, on the <clears throat> willingness of volunteers to run and uh, make the organisation an effective advocacy and training a group, but one of the things that I was wanting to do when joining it was to try and work to bring the community together. And to one of the things that I <coughs> I really took on board was that I wanted to mark the three important days in our calendar, mm. which are Transgender Day of Remembrance, of course, which is just coming up. Um, Transgender Day of Visibility is the other, another one, which is on the thirty first of March, I think. Indeed, and the the third one is. Idahot Day, International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia, properly known as Iberhovit in this studio at this time, yes. <laughs> looking at Sally. No, <laughs> Bi erasure is a big, big issue. But... Yeah, oh, look, I, I'm actually, I can live with the acronym um, mm. as to whatever it is, but just let's mention biphobia because yes, it is yes, a big yes. issue. Indeed. The official acronym is Idahot, but they have put biphobia in yeah. uh, in the uh, full name. Yeah, And that's on the 17th of May. So my ambition is to, for the transgender diverse groups of Victoria to have events on each of those days to mark the day. And if it's the Transgender Day of Remembrance, it's a solemn day, it's commemoration, Transgender Day of Visibility should be should be an absolute celebration, and Idahot is is somewhere in between. <laughs> Idahot, yeah. in, for those that don't know it, is um, marks the day in 1990 where being homosexual was removed as a mental illness from the International Classification of Diseases, which is the World Health Organization's um, way of stratifying diseases and informs a lot of. Um, a lot of government policies and social policies and funding policies. Sadly, that was that was in 1990 on the 17th of May. Sadly, being transgender is still a mental illness on that damn classification. And yeah. we are we are all hoping and praying that in 2018, when it is revised, that it will be finally removed as a mental illness. Well, that's right. As uh, when I do training with our fab colleague Andrew. Um, as Andrew always says, what are you listening to us to for? We're mentally ill. <laughs> so why are you listening to us? No, seriously, it is a big, a big, big issue that, you know, just for being who we are, we're classified against our will. I, I, can't, I know there's issues in the US with their health insurance cover, and if they don't have the classification, they mightn't get health insurance. But there's got to be a better way than classifying us as mental illness to 
um, get the treatment we need in the first place. You know, and when I say treatment, of course, I'm referring if we need it to hormones and surgeries, not mm. treatment of the, mm. any other negative kind. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, I think that's a reflection on that is that, that all the major psychological um, societies in the world, including the American, European and our Australian psychological society, recognise that the high rates of mental illness which do occur in our mm. community are not innate to the people themselves being transgender, but more around the societal reaction mm-hmm. to their, their trans and gender diverse natures and this is, this is a widely acknowledged thing. It's just the WHO hasn't got around to, to fixing their classification. Yeah. Who are they? Um, the WHO. <laughs> um, we'll have a talk about that. We're also going to talk about the event that um, you've been busily co-organising along with two. There's two others next week. We're also going to have a chat, mm. uh, as we said, to do Michelle, This Is Your Life. Um, <laughs> but let's have some more music. Dug out this old favourite today from the fabulous Sin, now living up in Sydney from the vibrant album of way back in 1999 and a wonderful track called yours is yours there's lots of ways i should add to get in touch with the show um you can do the old-fashioned email thing if people are still being so apparently low-tech out of the pan 855 at gmail.com you can text 61401 078981 you can um, uh, look for the post on the show on my facebook page or the Facebook page for this show, which is 3CR, um, uh, sorry, is Out of the Pan, 3CR 855am Melbourne, or you can tweet at Sal Gold Said So, and that's the bottom line. So um, lots of ways to get in touch if you've got comments on Tidor um, and the the issue and the issues around it, um, or anything that's going, perhaps anything going on, please let us know. In the meantime, let's have... S- well, dare I say, let's have some sin on 3CR. Whoa, sounds exciting. We'll have some. It is exciting. A great track. And um, uh, you're on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and guest Michelle. Unemployed? Underemployed? Receiving Social Security? Getting bullied, penalised or harassed by your job agent or Centrelink? The Australian Unemployed Workers' Union is for you. You have rights. Find out more or get involved by going to our website on unemployedworkersunion.com or by calling our National Advocacy Hotline on 03 83 It's time to fight back. A 3CR supporter. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Arab women come from 22 different countries. We felt women supported by welfare services, but we felt the gap to empower women and help them to develop independency and leadership. Really does provide a voice to the voiceless and accessing the, that, that breadth of community. 3CR, celebrating 40 years of radical radio. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot au. Yes, it is forty years. Um, we're well, we're technically into our forty first, but we'll still keep calling 
this is the 40th for, where are we, another seven weeks or so. Um, so no longer 39, Squiddy Darling. <laughs> that's right, in the words of, um, I think it was um, Jerry Lee Lewis, the 39 and holding, holding everything we can. Uh, and that's uh, a line from Ab, Ab Fab, by the way, that 39, Squiddy Darling. <laughs> oh, oh, well, which, there you go. I, I, I mean, which, I which Patsy and her elder sister simultaneously answered in, in response to the question how old they were. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Okay. Well, there you go. Look, I didn't watch every episode of Amphab, so I've just I've learned something. See, this this show is educational. It's like it's the it's the pansexual Sesame Street, <laughs> and this these are faces for radio where the snuffleupagus is because uh, you can't really see it, so only Big Bird can or something like that. Um, so yeah, coming back to where we were, Tidor. Um, you know, back we're, to serious matters. To yeah. serious matters, indefinitely mm. and very serious. And look, I agree with what you say that of course you know any. Um, loss of a trans person through hate crime is one too many. And even if I wish I had a magic wand and we never had one again, but even if that happened, we'd still want to keep acknowledging this day and remember those who um, pioneered and paved the way and paid big prices for mm. it. Yeah, absolutely. Your acknowledgement of LGBTI elders in the in the in the start of the program, they're the ones. Is, is important. They're the ones that that you know have made, paved the path that's made it that's that much little bit much smoother for each of us to walk on. Well, that's the thing. You know, we're not stumbling in the jungle just quite as much. Where <laughs> hopefully there's a few signs up here and there. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but you have organised a Tidor event, as you say, which yeah. um, has the cooperation of a large number of the trans and gender diverse groups. Yeah, basically we've hunted down, I think, every trans and gender diverse group that we know of in Victoria. And uh, we've got nine others and Transgender Victoria have joined together in, in presenting an evening. And we're um, absolutely blessed to have the cooperation and help of Hares and Hyenas <laughs> Bookshop. And um, they have been absolutely wonderful. And our TDR event is on next Monday, the 21st of November, at Hares and Hyenas venue, which is called Harehole, mm-hmm. um, but it's the bookshop in at 63 Johnson Street, Fitzroy, and we're kicking off at 7pm. I can give you those, I'll give you those details later again, but uh, this event will be also, is also part of Hares and Hyenas 25th anniversary celebrations. Woo, woo, more. Which yes. is called Silver Threads, and... Um, there's definitely more information about that on their Facebook page or on their website, but our event is one of many. And um, as I understand it, <clears throat> the um, the they have some funding from the UNESCO. Um, uh, Melbourne is a UNESCO World of Literature city, and they have some funding from that fund uh, for their celebration, which is just great. Um, Transgender Victoria, on behalf of all the trans and gender diverse groups, are, are getting their event and it's being supported by the city of Yarra, Absolutely. where we're broadcasting from right now. Indeed, yes. <laughs> um, and I've got to say, I've been doing a fair bit of training with them and they are just, well, they're freeways ahead or good train lines or something, take your mm. pick of transportation in terms of their diversity, but still thinking and still wanting to go to 301, 401, 501, whereas a lot of organisations are at 101, so very mm-hmm. grateful for their support. And what is the specifics? There's a um, We are doing something specific in the event. So we are, <clears throat> we are getting together at 7pm and we're going to have a, a few drinks and nibblies and having 
Sally here is going to talk about the significance of Transgender Day of Remembrance. But the main event, not that that shouldn't be enough, that's of course fabulous in itself, but the main event will be a screening of a film called Boy Meets Girl, which is easily, most easily billed as a transgender romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And it has, uh, a fab- it ticks quite a few boxes for me. It, it ticks the box of having a transgender lead actress whose mm-hmm. name is Michelle Handley. Great name, by the way, of course. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> but, um, but in particular, she is a total un- was a total unknown before she was pulled in by the director, Eric Schaefer, to star in this movie. He did so on the basis first of spotting her on YouTube and then of doing, of course, some casting work with her. Um, she is fabulous. The other three main actors are really good support. Mm. And it really talks about talks to relationships and, and place in community for trans people. And it's the fiction is that it's set in Kentucky. The film is filmed in Vermont, and it's absolutely visually stunning. Mm. Both the actors, uh, all of the actors are fantastic. Um characters in their own right but the the small town setting and the beautiful countryside is also a lovely component of it the other box it does tick apart from all this feel-good factors is that it doesn't ignore the reality of how hard it is to be trans and there are references uh anybody who's been who's triggered by such things to self-harm and suicide in the movie so you do need to be aware of that but but there. On the overall, the film is is positive while accepting and getting to grips with the reality of the transgender condition. Yeah, and I think you're right. We can't just ignore things. It's all very well to do a a glossy schmoozy thing, but you know if we handle those realities in a de- in a balanced way, which this film um, you know certainly does. Um, having had the bit of a sneak preview as um Daffy, drip along daffy once said there's a sneak preview and the snakes ain't gonna like it or something like that <laughs> um i watched too much warner brothers when i was a kid but seriously it really does handle the it balances realism and optimism which i think makes for a good film when you're doing something like this so mm. um we really well declaring mm. any possible bias get people please come along and um you know book, and you can of course um book online Yes, I can give you a, a brief rundown. The, the tickets are available from Eventbrite. Hairs and Hyenas is a, is a smallish venue, and so tickets are limited. So I'd advise anybody who wants to to go onto the Eventbrite website and um, um, look for Transgender Day of Remembrance, Victoria or Melbourne, and that will come up. Yeah, so yeah. I'll just... Sorry, Sally. Come yeah, on. no, I just was doing a bit of clicking while they were talking. So, yeah, Eventbrite, TGD, T-Door film. But you can also look for, Trent, if you want to track through a bit, um, Transgender, for those on Facebook, Transgender Victoria's Facebook page. It's the pinned post at the moment, of course, mm. and follow through from there. And it's being promoted on all, the, all by all the trans and gender diverse groups on their various Facebook pages and websites. So it should be pretty easy to find, but just go to the Transgender Victoria Facebook page and you should be able to just click on links. So just just in summary, it's on the Monday, the 21st of November. So that's the day after Tidor. It starts at 7pm. It um, 
it is includes uh, a free drink on the ticket price is only six dollars it's only five dollars plus booking fee which turns it into six dollars twenty two <laughs> it um includes a free drink on arrival so you've got to say the price is pretty good and um it's you're going to hear from the fabulous Sally Golder and see see a fantastic movie and hopefully make some new friends, perhaps. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I do remember many years ago that Melbourne Queer Film Festival, as used to say, people did meet in the back row of their movies. So it could happen, <laughs> it could happen here. At, um, it could happen to you. <laughs> it could happen to you at a very trans and um, rainbow-friendly place, which is, of course, Hairs and I, and as you are just magnificent supporters of yeah. trans and gender diverse yeah, and yeah. all of the rainbow communities. Yeah, Crusader and Roland have been there for, for us for 25 years, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, they just absolutely um, rock their commitment to... Um, well, a queer safe space, the queer arts, in and many other things, of course, fantastic, and also, um, of course, giving on occasion, you know, they they employ queer people too, which is nice as well. So yeah, yeah, no. they're lo- lovely, lovely guys. Yeah. yeah. So that one is definitely November the twenty first. There are two other events though during the weekend. We've sort of hit the the jackpot this year, in a way. There's a conversation happening at what is becoming Trans Headquarters at 100 Drummond Street from 1 till 4 on Saturday the 19th, um, and um, you know which has been facilitated by the fabulous Marie August, a counsellor, and I think it's okay to say trans woman, and also Annie, mm-hmm. um, which is very welcome. And then the Fab Y-Gender are having an event on um, Sunday evening mm-hmm. um, next week, so mm-hmm. we've had a bit of we had a bit of a gap for a couple of years without any TEDOR events. Now that we've got three, and I think, as I say, I really believe we'll need we need them this year. And I also know that um, talking of our Indigenous um, trans people, they have a I think it's the Kungar um, is the pronunciation coming up next weekend. Oh, how exciting! Didn't so, know about that. What, yeah, so, tell us more. Um, well, yeah, it's just a gathering for. Um, Indigenous, trans and gender diverse people Which I think is incredibly welcome I'm not sure if there's still the ability to get to, For it to get there I, It's happening in Brunswick um, It's not accommodation or anything So you just have to get there on I think the Saturday and Sunday um, So they'll be doing Something for trans Tidor on the Sunday As well in the morning mm. So a very busy weekend coming yeah. up But I think that's really good that we yeah. are acknowledging it And putting our strength and energy together Yes, I know I looked last year uh, on the day and couldn't find anything um, uh, for, to market in Victoria and I thought that that was very sad that we weren't doing something. So, yeah, Because so. there is such a vibrant and interesting trans and gender diverse community in Melbourne particularly but across the state too. Well, yeah, that that's true. A good community in Melbourne but good to see things happening. Um, Macedon um, Shire being great. Warrnambool, of course, the fab Yumchar crew. Um, and Shepparton, of course, um, who just mm. had out in the open last weekend. Mm. And now we're having a trans clinic opening up soon in Aubrey-Wodonga, the yeah. Gateway Clinic. So we're getting there slowly yep, but surely. Indeed. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that, that I'd really encourage any trans and gender diverse people out there to come along on Monday week and um, and certainly, but allies and, and others are, are very, very welcome. Yep, just yeah. come along and mm. be supportive. Mm. We're going to have the uh, fabulous Rowena Allen come along as <coughs> gender and excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, gender and sexuality commissioner for Victoria, and her partner are coming along for the evening as our as our guests. So mm. that'll be exciting. You can meet them. 
It's like a mesh, as Pete Smith used to like say. Like a mesh indeed. When introducing a television show on Channel 9. Anyway, um, let's have a little music break. Um, let's rock out with um, the Beatles doing a Carl Perkins track and Honey Don't. Um, this was from their Live at the BBC collection. Mm-hmm. And come come back and have a chat and find out all the mysterious bits about Michelle. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Michelle Brooker. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au. Doing a bit of rockabilly um, Beatles covering Carl Perkins. And Honey Don't, a track that John originally took vocals on and then... As they always used to say in those Beatles cartoons, John, Paul, George, Ringo, um, and Ringo took over the vocals. And that one um, from the Live at the BBC album um, it was transmitted on 3 September 63 and recorded, I think, on the 1st of August 63. So um, there you go. Um, definitely an oldie but a goldie. An oldie but a goldie and a goodie, and definitely so from the Beatles. Um, at the be- the Beeb, as they call it, I love the way they call that. The abbreviation the Beeb, to the be- BBC to the Beeb. Um, so, abbreviating. How how do, can we? We can't abbreviate it. We have to try to fit your life story into a <laughs> um, a very short space of time. Um, where did I've dive been doing in? a bit of that lately, and it's it's very it's very good to talk about uh, about your history. It's sort of very cathartic, Sally. I'm finding um, true, uh, but it is. It is also very triggering in some ways. It dredges up all sorts of unpleasant memories that have been hidden and buried. But but that's that can be good if you do it in the right way. Well, that's right. If you can get it out safely and as reasonably as possible without mm. um, damaging anyone else, then by all means, mm. um, you know, so it can, it can be done. So it's all, where, where to start? I, I sometimes wonder, is there a, or say, a, a critical point, you know, that you realised you needed to start living more as how, we'll say, you know, we'll say more to your true gender identity rather than what society expected to you. Was there any sort of light bulb moment of any sort? Or well, I've, I've had a strange experience. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting point to start at, but but I um, someone asked me in a bar the other night other day how long have you been transgender and my answer of course was all my life and they mm. were they were incredibly apologetic and said oh well, I didn't mean that I'm sorry and of course you've been transgender mm. all your life and and but then I then replied yes yes just just 3 years ago I came out just a little over 3 years ago but to go back um you know I sort of through my childhood um cross dressed uh, quite a lot and I got to the age of 11 and realised that, you know, the only option for someone who felt transgender in those days, and there wasn't a word for it in those days, we're talking about 1964, <laughs> around the time that track was recorded, um, you know, that... that, that you know, transgender wasn't even a thing in Australia. Lace Girls had started in Sydney, um in the cross in 63 i believe but it mm-hmm. didn't come it didn't come to fitzroy street for quite some time and i wouldn't have encountered any kind of mention of it until well after that and i you know i ha- perhaps had some vague notion that that cross dressing showgirls existed but you know that was that was about the only path that i could see so i effectively suppressed being trans 
And I would have been aided by a very dominant mother who would have told me, don't be stupid. (laughs) Don't even think about it. You you can't possibly do that. You'll just be, you know, you'll be beaten up. You'll be traumatized. You'll have a really shocking life and probably end up, you know, killing yourself or being killed. And there was some truth to it in that in those days. The trans path then wasn't easy. So I effectively, being a very strong kind of minded person, put a lid on it. And then about three years ago, in the middle of 2013, my mother died. And I found myself all of a sudden in a shop buying myself a dress, not knowing what was going on, really. There was no conscious thought. I just looked at that dress and it was a... It was a mixed factory outlet shop and I was ostensibly there to buy boy T-shirts and I just looked at this dress and said, yep, that one's for me. I'm going to buy it. Uh, It looks like it'll fit. So I went and tried it on. It did. And um, bought it. And within a month of that, I found myself getting someone to make me up, make me over, and out in the streets, out in first day out, went, went into Myers in Burke Street. So... Wow. And and I was at that stage wondering what the hell is happening to me, you know? It was a powerful urge to do this and it was you know, my my partner says it was caused probably brought on by the death of my mother and I can't mm. disagree with the timing of it. It's absolutely spot on. But, you know, it took me a good two or three months to come to grips with what was happening and to dredge up the memories of all that I'd suppressed and those those transgender feelings. Um, so, so yeah, I hope that answers the question. But it's it wasn't a gradual process. It was kind of a something that for, uh, sort of fermented in the background for um, for uh, say maybe thirty, forty years, fifty years even nearly, oh. and and just suddenly bubbled to the surface. Yeah. With very few interludes in between, you know. Yeah, oh, look, it, it can happen. It sort of, yeah. You know, sometimes it. I know I'm tri- not unique in that oh, respect. Yeah. Mm. yeah, sometimes it trickles its way up. But sometimes maybe that controlling factor, and maybe in this case the lid, if you like, being um, the parent. You know, the lid was taken off because it wasn't there any, wasn't there anymore, and everything sort of blew out and Michelle erupted on the world it was fantastic in some respects but quite frightening in others well yeah that's a really rapid pace of change and I mean some people for some people that can be very challenging I know myself I'm a deep processing person and like to take my time on things Um, but you know whether you are or you're not to just suddenly go through that yeah it could be you know it could be sort of a bit bewildering yeah yeah and and you know, one of the the phrases that came I came across in my uh, in that period was "hell as a teenage girl," and I and that's how I felt. I felt like a teenage girl, and I felt like I was a bit of a trapped in a teenage hell in some respects. Yeah. It, it is like it, it is. Look, I think if for those trans people who have the you know, as a general rule, the longer it takes to start getting onto the path of being yourself, it is a delayed emotional puberty, if you like, mm. um, you know, unequivocally. Mm. And it yeah. can be turbulent. You know, all this stuff comes up, you know, whereas someone who, in terms of being cisgender, and there's a parallel, I suppose, for heterosexual vis-a-vis gay, lesbian, bi, you know, you go through puberty at the right time, it's sort of, which makes it a little less hard. But then when it's a delayed puberty, you sort of lived for a long time physically, but then emotionally there's this big catch-up, you know. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. of realigning. 
Mm. Yes, I, I mean, in the intervening three years, I've done a lot of um, processing of the whole thing and, and you know, recognising that I'm transitioning, I still am transitioning from, um, you know, male to fit, male presentation to female presentation yeah. to the world is, is is the best way to do it. But it, it's 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 an emotion. It's it's an emo, It's in, it's not just the superficial presentation to the world. It's an emotional internal journey involved as well, because for so long I've put the male mask on and put it mm. on so deeply that that um, the female inside me was buried. But I feel so relaxed and natural as a woman that that um that you know it's it, it's just obvious to me that I'd been denying it and hiding it for all those years and so very strongly and effectively yeah and I think you hit something else on the head there that you know trying to be the wrong in I'll say the I'll say just to place up in inverted commas the wrong gender identity is such so, so stressful it's a huge acting job that you can never really do well whether you are <laughs> assigned male at birth, assigned female at birth, whether you need to be um, another, a, di- a different binary or non-binary gender to expectations. It's just if you're trying to fit a box that ain't you, it's just mm. it's challenging. But when you get to be yourself at last, it's like, oh, yay. <laughs> and what, it, you know, and we're talking about the challenges, but one of the, one of the most pleasant surprises that I had, I was, so, I approached coming out for the first time in public as as Michelle with with a lot of trepidation I thought mm. I'm going to meet a lot of opposition and going to have a lot of a lot of problem and it really ain't like that you know that's the thing that really blew me away how accepting and lovely people were someone um the one of the first people that I met I was buying chicken fillets for my boobs at Myers basement <laughs> And villets, okay. Well, that's as you do, you know. Right. First day out, I haven't heard you got to get rid of the socks out of the bra, so you get you go and buy some chicken fillets. And the first first shop assistant, I, you know, I, worth relating. The first shop assistant was was a little um, Sri Lankan or South Indian Asian woman who um, was quite not very well endowed, and she said. Oh yes, my goodness, gosh! We've only got the very small um, chicken fillets up here in the in ladies' underwear and ladies' lingerie department. Um, you know, I know, I know myself being a small lady that you'll you'll want the big ones, and and they're down in the miss shop <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> and so I went down to the miss shop, and the wonderful um, manager of the, of that of that floor actually served me, and she was just so lovely. She was just chatted to me and looked me in the eye and said, well, who did you make up? And it was it was very overdramatic. It was nighttime makeup out in the day. Ah, yeah. And she said, who did you make up? And I said, yes, I know. It's a bit over the top, isn't it? She said, yeah, trot upstairs to the to makeup counters and go 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 to Mac or, you yeah. know, any of, the, any of the brands there, you know, pick one that you think you might like and go up to there and get them to um, make you do, you do a little mini makeover. They won't charge. They don't I thought, and I didn't. I was just, I was just blown away by this, you know, quite shocked and, and kind of, but pleasantly so, you know, how, how good's that? How accepting and wonderful is that? You know, and Melbourne's Melbourne's like that, and you know, in in many ways, everybody. And the real key to it, talking to talking to these people about their acceptance and reaction to me, the key to it seems to be just about everybody that I met knows someone who's either lesbian, gay, or trans, and in particular lesbian and gay, and 
they have paved the path for us to make it a lot easier. So, you know, that's why I went to um, remarking on your acknowledgement of the LGBTI elders before. Um, I think it's very important to remember that um, the community acceptance of us has been paved by their their work, not just the lesbians and gays. Of course, trans people have, have done a hell of a lot of work too, but uh, just in, in terms of visibility, the lesbian and gays are very visible and very acknowledged, and, and just about everybody has at least knows, has had some dealings with a lesbian or gay person. And most people have a friend that is lesbian or gay now. Mm. And that has changed the equation enormously for transgender people. And that's why transgender visibility, of course, matters so much. And that's why I want to... I'm particularly excited about International Transgender Day of Visibility, as you know. Next March, yes. Next March, yes. And, uh, so watch this space. Well, that's <laughs> be right. More. The plans are formulating. I just need to do a couple of quick messages. So we'll just, um, in a metaphorical sense, hit the pause button there and then um, tell people what's coming up again, both TDOR and otherwise. And then we'll finish the story, wrap it up, and be ready for Freedom of Species at 1 o'clock. Um, 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Michelle. This is the rough-throated uh, 3CR. And if you believe, as I do, in the policy of 3CR and its music programming, how about becoming a listener sponsor? Our commercial radio, such a dreary thing. Sick and hear about members. Someone simple cream. Wanna hear about Australia? Not some pop star. Watch the ratings we're tuning. Tuning 3CR. Support the station that's been supporting the Australian independent music scene for nearly 40 years. Call 9419 8377 and show your support for 3CR today. Tune in on Sundays at 5.30pm for... Intersections. Intersections. Building feminist solidarity across race, gender, class, sexuality and ability. Live studio guests. Interviews with activists and practitioners from different fields, including health, education, arts and more. Book, art and film reviews. Music and feminist rant of the week. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio on Sundays at 5.30pm, 8.55am on your dial. Intersections! Intersections. 3CR, 8.55am, digital3cr.org.au. Enjoying our conversation uh, with Michelle, um, which we'll wrap up and um, move away from, uh, move out of, sorry, so Freedom of Species can be in at one o'clock. Um, things coming up this week, um, lots of them. The um, uh, and trans anxiety group. Uh, no, that was last week. I've stuffed that up. Uh, Alphabet Soup, sorry, is on this week um, at um, Denbar in High Street. Um, go and have a bowl of Alphabet Soup. Uh, absolutely fabulous night for any of the trans and gender diverse people or allies. You know, it's a really enjoyable social night. I go regularly. Absolutely, a good safe space, and really um, for all of the rainbow and allies. So, yep, rock along. They're also having a minute silence to commemorate those uh, trans, trans and gender diverse people murdered because of their 
because of their uh, orient, uh, gender identity. Yeah. So in commemoration of uh, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also have that um, Seahorses Cafe Night being the third Wednesday of the month. Um, will oh, be the I thought 16th. that that was the fourth Wednesday. Oh, I'll check that. Hold that thought. Um, I think, I'm, I'm sure it is the fourth Wednesday, Sally. Right. I'd better get um, that sorted. Definitely bent TVs on every Friday night um, and um, for the Kingston's provocation. But, of course, three trans um, um, T-door events Saturday afternoon at one, um, starting one o'clock, so be there just a little before, um, for a trans dis- a community discussion um, facilitated by the Fab Marie and Annie. Um, so why gender? Also at um, Drummond Street HQ, um, 5.30 on, on the day, Sunday the 20th, and then, of course, um, the Fab Film Night um, on uh, Monday night, the 21st. And we should add it is on the Monday because... The um, John the Spanish Fiesta is on in um, Johnson Street on the Sunday night. We thought parking and crowds might be a bit of an issue, so yeah, three mm. good events. Um, and one thing I've just noticed here, I just had a bit of a Facebook message by coincidence, um, which I suppose is a community announcement. The fabulous Fury, a fab non-binary person, has oh. started a queer and, we'll say, um, progressive TV guide at Fury F U R Y TV Guide dot WordPress dot com. So, oh, how exciting. So there you go. Um, if you want your TV queer, here's what to watch. So <laughs> there you go. Good one, Fury. Let's get Fury in. I think they'd have a lot to say. There's, I've, there we go. I've had about my brain's worked. This is dangerous and the doctors will look into it. But seriously, I just want to wrap up your story. We've got a couple of minutes left um, and you wanted to make one very important point about support for yourself, but also, yeah, yeah. The, you know, I mean, I, I, I think things. we were reflecting on... on on, I was reflecting on transitioning from a male presentation to a female presentation. Mm-hmm. And, and an important part of my journey over the last three years has been um, embedding myself in various things that I love uh, to do and doing them as Michelle and being totally accepted by various different communities. And the one that, the one that I want to point to is I go clubbing with these three other cisgendered ladies who mm-hmm. are all in their 50s. So they're a little bit younger than me, I'm afraid. But, but, and they're a very interesting group of three. They're out clubbing with me. We all love soul music, so we go out clubbing to all sorts of fabulous soul events. And, um, but the interesting thing about all of them is that the, part of the reason they're out there is, is, is that they've each lost their partners in different ways. One of the women's partner transitioned to being a trans woman and mm-hmm. they split uh, over that because uh, they didn't want to, well, yeah, anyway, we'll we'll leave that one alone. Um, One of the partners died suddenly, so had a cardiac arrest in his mid-50s, very sad. And another one's partner just left him for another woman conventionally, left her for another woman. So all of those three women are, are also going through a transition period, a change from state of being a couple to being a single and experiencing life as a single woman. And to some extent, that's what I'm doing because my partner, while we're still together, doesn't. Is not a very sociable kind of person. Doesn't want to go out and have fun, and I want to go out and explore myself. So I do that with these three ladies. The, the important point that I want to make is that, um, you know, I see a lot of stuff online about the difficulty of, of from trans women about the difficulty of getting relationships, about misogyny in its various forms, about problems with clothing, and all sorts of issues associated um, with 
and they always say it's associated with being trans. And in point of fact, all these women suffer from exactly those same issues. They all, all of the issues come up for them all the time. So it's been an important realisation that, that, that being trans is, is, means that you're you know, going to adopt all the benefits of being the, the gender that you know you are at birth, but you've got to accept all the issues surrounding that gendered space. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's my my sixpenneth but but being accepted and being embedded in various sorts of parts of Melbourne's great community is is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Which is a good note to leave it on we are very much out of time and um, got to get freedom of species rolling. Michelle, thanks for coming in to talk about your journey. There's obviously lots more we could talk about. Um, yeah. But we are um sort of right at the end. Um so have to leave it there. Thanks very much, Sally, for having me. It was a great pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Um, so we'll leave it there and take it out very quickly with a bit of Colin Hay. Um, no, he's not talking about my um, size 11 and a half when he says my brilliant feet, it's F-E-A-T, um, <laughs> um, from his album Going Somewhere of 2000. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Golden. I'll catch you next Sunday on Trans Day of Remembrance, and that's next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.